The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Episode number 63 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, the same Jess that you guys all know, but a different last name, Jesse Taylor. And we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Jess, we're going to sound like a whole new show soon enough because I'm changing my middle name, or my middle name, my last name in the middle of the season. Yeah, it's a whole whole new world, really. Yeah, Literally. Yeah, your wedding song. It is. <laughs> but, um, How different. It's been a while, so just to remind everybody, you can find us at Babes on Broad on all social medias, and then you can find me, for now, at Sam Wills 18 and then Jess obviously has switched hers to now Jesse with an I underscore Taylor 21. So it's easy enough. Run this town has been retired. Yeah, if you can't find it, then just go to Babes on Broad. You'll find a link to it. But... Jess, we are starting a whole new season. Eagles are back. I needed that off season because after last year, it. we needed a cleansed palate going into this season. I'm not going to lie. Like, usually I am just ready to go and, like, looking for any kind of football content, Eagles content that I can get get to, like, satisfy that, that, that empty space in my heart while – Football season is not here, and um, that was not the case. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to think about them. I didn't want to watch anything. I didn't want to listen to anything. Like I, I didn't want it. I didn't want any part of it. But I will tell you that I went to. I've gone to both preseason games so far, 
I cried when I walked into the link last week. And then I thought I was like, I, I was, it was like little, little tears. And I was like, okay, we're fine. When they, when Quez Watkins scored that touchdown and the fight song started, I burst into tears. Like it was one of those moments where all of the emotion hit me at once. And I just started sobbing. Meanwhile, Joe was in getting food at that point in time. So I was sitting in this row by myself sobbing at the fight song like an absolute psychopath and you know what I wouldn't have it any other way I was just gonna say that that's exactly what I expect from you but I was the same way though this offseason like I feel like it was just so I mean we already said it we needed a cleanse palette it was just so emotionally taxing after mm -hmm. last year I wanted nothing to do I wanted to cut all the toxicity out of my life for a couple months while right. I could. yeah and but I agree with you I did Obviously, I'm working with Parks now, so I did some stuff with um, them for pregame, and as soon as I got over there for the tailgates, it just brought that back, and I was like, okay, like I'm actually excited again. Like I'm ready. Like Now I'm ready to go, baby. Yeah, and the vibes were good last week. The vibes were really mm -hmm. good, and um, you know, Seamus and I talked about this a lot on last night's um, Instant Reaction Show with Bleeding Green Nation, and the vibes week one were good. The vibes leading into week two were really good. <laughs> and then it all torpedoed, as it tends to do with the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's talk about these first two preseason games. So preseason week one versus the Steelers, 24-16 final score. Um, I thought that was one of those games where, you know, the, the final score wasn't, you know, wasn't a win. But I liked a lot of what I saw last week. It was it 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 was why the preseason is still around and why the games are still played, I thought last week was everything you could ask for in terms of what the preseason is quote unquote there for from the Eagles. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts was three for seven, uh, 54 yards. There were three drops as well. So, you know, take that for, for what you will. Um, and you know, I thought that the, the the offense did some good work. I mean, they had the majority of their starting offensive line in there last week as well. Um, you know, Jordan Mailata, I think it shouldn't be a question that he is the starting left tackle. I, I can't stand that him and Andre Dillard are still listed as co-starters at that position. It, well, it's no, not yeah, I agree 100%, especially after the injury reports already with Dillard out of camp. Right. I, I just, uh, and, and, you know, when he, he's getting beat by a different, a different defensive end every mm -hmm. single time, regardless. Anyway, there were even a couple times last week where, um, you know, whoever was in it guard, you missed a block here or there. And my was doing double duty because he's such an enormous human. He was able to. And I thought that one of the positives of, of last week was Jalen hurts looked um, you know, he looked really comfortable in the pocket. And one of the, I think the biggest criticism of him from last season, um, you know, the, the little bit that we saw of him was obviously the accuracy is, is still a little questionable. We know we can throw the deep ball. Um, we know he can throw these little short check downs, but it's that like mid range where mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not great. Um, and it, it's still not looking great. It needs to improve. However, Something from last season that, you know, was my biggest issue and it was, a, a, you know, another issue that was with Carson Wentz as well was that you're just taking off and, and running too soon. Um, and Jalen always, to me, looked like he that was his first 
inst- it might have been his first instinct, but that was his first, like he was going to go to that. If the first person he saw in his progression wasn't open, he was just going to take off running. He didn't seem to have those happy feet. He looked like he was very comfortable in the pocket, kept his composure, only took off running when he absolutely needed to. And he trusted his offensive line, um, which is something that I really liked to see from him. Um, and you threw this in here in our, in our page of notes here. So, so we can talk <laughs> about it. Um, Jalen Hurts is the starter of this football team. I don't know why, why they feel the need to encourage this. Oh, well, everybody needs to compete for the stop. Jalen Hurts has taken every single snap with the ones in the training camp and the preseason until he was sick last night. There is no quarterback controversy. There is no competition Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I just, it infuriates me that the Eagles are still operating this way because they are just opening themselves up to all of this BS consistently. Well, that's the reason I put it in there was because obviously after week one, I mean, Flacco didn't have a bad performance in the first preseason game. So, and the Eagles, obviously with what's happened the previous years and then coming in with Jalen Hurts being younger and he was part of the whole Wentz drama. So like obviously national media, it's still preseason. They're just trying to look for a narrative to draw people in. So me, like knowing from the radio station, knowing from like other shows I do, like just I knew the fact that like national media, like they're just, it's freaking July, whatever, you know, or right. not July, August, whatever. They're just trying to find a narrative to get people to listen, to be argumentative. But for you, and I know a lot of like other Philadelphia people were so just annoyed by it because they were trying to pin the Jalen Hurts against Joe Flacco. Who's going to be QB number one. But in, in reality, I think it's stupid, not stupid, but like dramatic to get, upset about it just for the fact that obviously it's going to be Jalen Hurts and then obviously going into yesterday that kind of was a little bit of a concern in the beginning when we didn't understand why Jalen Hurts wasn't there to start that game it was kind of confusing and I'm sure a lot of people had that in their mind but after yesterday's performance by Joe Flacco like Jalen Hurts is our number one QB we're fine I just think (laughs) in the last three years the fact that the Eagles are allowing themselves to be opened up to to that that's, I think that's what makes me mad. I think that we, I we just shouldn't be having these conversations. And I think also what is, is frustrating is it, it continues to perpetuate this, this, you know, thing, this issue that national media, I think like they're, they're not, I think the, the term media has so many different meanings now. And I think that some of these sports reporters and sports media are very, very different in that stop trying to create, like trying to create false. There's plenty to talk about in the NFL, plenty that's going on without having to manufacture something that's not real. And it takes someone who's not an Eagles focused journalist, reporter, media member, it takes approximately 45 seconds on Google, which is free, by the way, to figure out that there's not a quarterback controversy. So it just makes whoever is is perpetuating that look like an idiot. Well, and I, I don't think people are idiots. My thing about it is I you're 100% right. It, there's a complete disconnect between national media, quote unquote, and like, mm-hmm actual local reporters. Local reporters are where you're going to get the actual news and find out what's actually happening. National media, especially sports media right now, like 
and just in general is more so entertainment at this point. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why they can't just go with the boring storyline. Yeah. It, well, and it's the, why they can't just go with the boring storyline of, yeah, Tom Brady in camp looking good at 40. Because yeah. everybody expects that. They don't care about that. They're not going to tune in. And they obviously also don't have the insight that a reporter would having or being there every single day at every camp. You know what I mean? So sure. national media is more of an entertainment aspect, especially this time in the season. Right. So I just, I, just hate, I just hate, I hate the hot take culture. I, I hate I it. I hate I everything about it. I, it makes me sick. Um, but I, and, and, you know, I think last night was if there was ever any question, which there wasn't, but if there was ever any question left, I think last night really showed you exactly who QB one is. Jalen Hurts oh, yes. wasn't feeling well coming in, coming into the game. He, I mean, obviously was sent to the hospital halfway through to get checked out, was diagnosed with a stomach infection. They kept him for observation. He's been discharged. He's good. Um, they asked him to rest for a couple of days, tested negative for COVID, the whole nine. Glad he's okay and, and hope he gets the rest and is, you know, ready to go um, for week one of the season. But he pulled all of the starting linemen. Nick Sirianni pulled all of the starting offensive linemen after they weren't going to play Jalen Hurts. So if that gives you any indication, like that's all you need to know. That yeah. right there, all you need to know. The one annoying part about it, though, when he pulled everybody, he kept Sayamalu in to start for just a few snaps, and then um, Mylotta, which is annoying because you're just like, dude, they're your oh, starters. Don't I make a narrative around that. But at the same time, I mean, I don't think Mylotta getting extra reps will ever hurt him because he's That's still what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say if anybody I, if anybody. So Isaac Samal is working back from an injury, so he probably could use those yeah. as well um, just to, you know, get get in the speed of the game. And then exactly what you said, you know, extra reps are never going to hurt Jordan Mailata. Um, So I think that that I totally agree there. It, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, but yeah, no, yeah. totally, totally agree. So, you know, there were a lot of positives from the young receiving core that we saw as well. Jalen Rager is looking like he's getting his getting a confidence boost. Um, analysis: Quez Watkins is fast, um, and you know, Devontae Smith had his Eagle debut last night. But you know the way that he runs routes and the way that he gets a jump at the line is just so refreshing to see. I really think that we're going to see some exciting things from this offense. Um, my concern, though, is is the defense, starting with the depth. Anywhere, if anybody on this roster gets hurt, by the way, we're screwed. Yeah, Season well, especially yeah, offense. Obviously, a hundred percent depth, just overall on any part of our offense. But then defense, I think defensive lines the only spot on this team that has depth, and obviously it's because they just hammer home defensive linemen. Yeah, always draft any single trade, any anything they always. hammer home getting defensive linemen. Yep. But other than that. Our depth is very, very concerning all around. The secondary was so bad <laughs> these last couple years, and I actually think it might be worse. Like, the uh, yes, we have two great corners in Steven Nelson and Darius Slay. Anthony Harris is a completely underrated signing. But beyond that, like, Kayvon Wallace is got, has gotten hurt throughout camp. So he's struggling with he has, he has so much potential. Agreed. But also then you have Rodney McLeod, who's coming off another torn ACL. Mm -hmm. And then you've got rookies at corner and Michael Jaquette. 
Let me tell you, there was one point last night where the Patriots scored a touchdown, and I don't even know who the receiver was, but he was on the six-yard line, and there were six, six white jerseys around him. He was on the sideline, and there were six white jerseys surrounding him completely, and that man still scored a touchdown. It is concerning on every level what's going to go on on that defense. I am, there were people consistently out of place. The awareness is poor. Alex Singleton flies all over the place, but then he, you know, every couple times he does miss one of those open field tackles. Well, did you Um, see how drenched he was because he was quite literally the only hope he had yesterday? It's insane. And the poor man, like he has props to him. Like he's played himself up. He deserves a starting spot on this team, but it's just so frustrating because the secondary it's, I mean, I feel like last season, all we did was repeat what the team needed to do over and over. And I feel like it's already going into this season. And one of the things we expressed last season was how much they needed to focus on secondary. They have Gannon there now, but he can only do so much. Right. You know what I mean? Like you need yeah. to give him talent to work with. And they haven't, they don't focus on it. They get defensive linemen, props to them. They do. And hopefully they perform like they should. They don't always, but I mean, defensive line's not a worry, but the secondary, if they're just going to smoke you on the long run, what? Why? I definitely think that's a worry. Asante Samuel Jr. I know. It, like, they could have still had Landon. It helped the team. Everything, everything about it was too nice. They could have still had Landon Dickerson. If they wanted him that badly, they still could have. And I still think it's an absolute crime that they did not draft Asante Samuel Jr. at 37. And I think that I think that's going to be apparent all season long. If one thing is going to be apparent, I don't think it's wrong that they drafted Landon Dickerson. I don't. But I think they should have drafted Asante Samuel Jr. there. And I think that's going to be apparent this year when they are constantly getting just completely screwed in the secondary because at the end of the day, like Darius Slade and Steven Nelson, again, they're great. But if one of them has the slightest tweak of a knee or an ankle or a hamstring or anything, or something happens and they're just gassed and need a play off here or there, you know where the ball is going to get targeted. Yeah. In trouble. Yeah. In trouble. So real quick, just run down what you liked and what you didn't like. From last, well, not last night, but overall, I like nothing last night. Actually, um, <laughs> I so I I really like what I've seen so far from the from the skill guys, and I think that the behind Miles Sanders, there could be an interesting group at running back as well. Um, you've got some some really interesting interesting talent there. Um, the young receiving core with a young quarterback, I think that's really exciting, and I think that's going to be really fun to watch, and I'm excited to see what Nick Sirianni brings to the table um, throughout the season. Um, but we'll get into season expectations in, in the second half of our show, but I think that's going to be exciting. Um, the one thing that I really, I mean, what I really didn't like though, I have not liked anything that I've seen from this defense so far. I have not liked anything at all, except for Alex Singleton, just flying around like a crazy person. We love that. Um, what about you? What is something you like, something you didn't like out of this? No. So I'm basically on the same exact page for you. I mean, my biggest concern, well, before I say the concerning part, I really, really like the idea, which you already mentioned, the fact that Jalen Hurts has a young 
talented wide receiver core with him so that they get to grow together. They get to mesh together. And I think it potentially is going to turn into something really exciting and fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really excited about that. I love Miles Sanders. I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's going to be a fundamental piece in the fact that he's kind of him and the tight ends obviously are going to be huge for getting Hertz kind of comfortable. And then also Mm -hmm. the wide receivers playing a part and getting until they get really comfortable and used to it. So I I like that whole dynamic and the whole thought thought process. The biggest concern for me is how long it's going to take to smooth that whole thing and get everybody comfortable and in sync. You know, that I think is the biggest concern. And I think we're, we're going to go into season expectations, but I think that's what's going to be the biggest factor in the season expectation. And then my biggest concern, um, I agree with you, defense is not good, but even more than that, just depth overall, which we've already mentioned, but I would have defense as my second for sure up on the top of that concern list. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about our season expectations for the Eagles going into 2021. You're listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into season, season three. We're season three, episode 63. Oh, that heck matter. yeah. Yeah. So welcome back in the Babes on Broad. I'm Sam with Jesse Taylor. But as Jess said, going into the break, we are going to break down our season expectations. So Jess, I do have mine written first, but let's have you go first. So then it breaks up oh. our talking a little bit. You know, let's switch Very it exciting. up so it's not just me talking forever. All right. So I call me crazy. I really do think this team can compete. Just for Eagles fans. So this is why (laughs) it just captivates us every year. I almost hate myself, but also not really. I, I mean, I'm in whatever it is, what it is. Um, I don't know how I managed to talk myself into this or just let it happen. But here we are. Um, I think the division still sucks. The division sucks. And while there are good elements to the division I think obviously you know Dallas has a really good receiving core the football team's defense is really good um and you know the Giants have some nice pieces here and there as well I think they have good pieces but I don't there's not one team that is a complete team right now very true you know what I mean I think that they're all half teams like the Eagles so they're like they're 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 trying to make a football team um 
So I think that the division sucks across the board and all of those games could really go either way. And and that's how it is anyway. It doesn't matter how bad or good one team is. Those, those games are always close. But I think a new offense for the Eagles and I think the element of surprise that they have bringing in a new offensive system, I think that teams not really knowing how exactly to prepare for the Eagles and what the Eagles are going to be able to do and change week to week, I think not really knowing what their identity is, is going to help them a lot, especially early in the season. And I think it could help them sneak an unexpected win here and there. Now, are they going to come out and surprise everybody and beat the Chiefs? Who knows? But I think that depending on what's what's going on here, I think it's a possibility they could surprise you in one of those weeks that everyone's really expecting them to just not not come close. I think that they are are going to surprise some people. Um and I think that what Jalen Hurts brings to the table, just with his his athleticism and his ability to make plays, I think he does help you win some games. I think that the offense is going to carry this team through the season. I don't think the defense is going to be able to win games for you um, like it did at points last season here and there. I don't I don't see that happening. Um, I think that they have the ability to help close out games when when you need them to make a play. But right now, the defense concerns me a lot. And what I've seen from the defense so far concerns me a lot. And again, maybe that goes back to it being a new scheme and they're trying to keep some things under wraps, I guess, some different looks under wraps. So they're not having, you know, all of this stuff on film, um, you know, going right into the season. But I, I do think that this team is going to be able to compete with, and I, I still think the division's wide open. I don't think it matters at all. I think it's just, it, it's, it, you're not going to know until it happens. The team was four eleven and one, and they weren't ruled out of playoff contention until week 14. Like, uh, anything I, is possible in the NFC East. Yeah, I'm basically on the same exact page as you. I do think as a whole division, we're going to be better than last year, of course. But, I mean, obviously we better be because it was quite God. literally the worst division ever, ever. in football. So I ever. do think I do think it's going to be a lot better than we what we saw last year. But it is definitely, even though this – Eagles team is so young and they have to, it's going to take time to really be cohesive and to learn and they still are missing parts on their defense and they still could use parts elsewhere. They definitely have a lot of work, but I don't think they're completely cast out of mm-hmm. this division. I mean, a lot of, I mean, we already talked about national media, but like you see a lot of it, they just basically are counting the Eagles fans out and maybe we right. are biased and too close to the situation and just yeah. examining too much on the Eagles. But I really think, so you look over, I mean, obviously we'll do a show getting more in depth of it, but I think they have a good chance. I mean, the Giants, all they have, their biggest key going into this season, they get Saquon back, which is right. a huge piece. Huge. So like they're going to be better, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to beat us or anybody else in the in the division. Washington football season, or team, they had a great season at the end last year and started really picking up momentum with Ron Rivera. So that's concerning for the for me. And then also the Cowboys are probably who I'm most concerned about just like thinking off the top of my head of like who they get back. Cause obviously they got Dak with that amazing wide receiver core, which should scare anybody because it can go off at any time. But the only thing that scares me is they don't have the ability to go eight and eight anymore because there's 17 games. It's going to be uh, eight and nine. And it upsets me that it's not that even average eight and eight, but Dak's also been hurt all preseason all I know. Camp with the shoulder injury. But- so, 
who the heck knows? Okay. That's what I'm like, right. who the heck knows? Who even but, is the Washington football team quarterback? And I think that's the biggest thing for the Eagles this year. I mean, obviously, so much has changed with like Wentz and Hurts and that whole situation. But I think their strongest thing that's going to make them better this year is the fact that hopefully they don't have as many injuries that they had last year. Because that was, even though they had the whole quarterback controversy, they had other things going on. I think injuries is what hurt that team overall last year the most out of everything. It was just one down after the other. And this year, the depth of us, if we have injuries like last year, yeah, we will be less. Yeah, we're in trouble in the division. Um, do, do you think that uh, five years in a row is possible for the injury bug to be here? Do you think, like, is that going to happen? I mean, honestly, Philadelphia, never freaking know, right? I mean, I just. Well, real quick, I don't want to bring up Carson, but I'm going to bring it up real quick with just his, because we haven't talked about it because we have obviously first show back. I think it is so telling the fact that about his foot injury. Cause at first I'm like, Oh man, I was wrong. Everybody is so right about Carson. Like, yeah, he was injury plagued. Like every, I was wrong. And I admitted it was the bigger person for them to come out a week later after they said probably like four to six weeks that until he returns and then be like, Oh no, he's taking reps. He's probably going to be back for opening day. Is there anything more embarrassing for the Eagles organization as a whole? Than the picture of Carson, Frank Reich, and Doug Peterson all smiling and laughing together, and then the subsequent report about Carson be probably being ready no. to start Week One. Is Just there like, anything more humiliating for the Eagles organization? So like see, it is what it is. We are riding Jalen like Jalen Hurts oh, yeah. one. We're all in. I'm. All it's in. not. That wasn't even a. Uh, I didn't bring that up for a Hertz slander at all. No, I never. It as like an Eagles, like Eagles medical team. What is happening with all these injuries? Fifth year in a row, kind of reason. Like, what is right. up with that? Yeah, no. But, I'm a die for whoever is QB one here. I I will die for Jalen Hurts. This is now a Jalen Hurts stand pod. All of the things we all in. Yeah, well, I just think the Eagles organization. Just did you mm, yeah. mm. well, and right now we're laughing about it because it is funny, and you're just like, oh, yeah, right. like, but catch us like week eight when everything is possibly a dumpster fire if we have no depth and they're going off, then I might look at it a little different, but not in Jalen Carson, but just overall situation with this organization. But let's not get back into it because we were having such a great show and I just spiraled us into negativity. Way to go. It's fine. Well, again, I told you, Seamus and I were talking about last night. The vibes were immaculate. Yeah. And then they all just. We are just, I obviously we love the Eagles. Obviously we love having this podcast. It's nice to talk, vent everything. But this team is just emotionally toxic. (laughs) And I'm just hoping that we can only do what we do every year and that's hope that everything goes well. And then <laughs> we stay positive. They just suck the life out of me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They just, and every oh. year just a hundred percent. And are we give them our heart that we just stapled back together and we say, here, take it again. And it's just a repeating process, but you know what? We're going to look have it any other way. I know because no, honestly, though, honestly, though, there is a lot of room for positivity with this. And I'm very, very yeah. excited to see this wide receiver core, how young they are and their talent. I'm excited to see it grow with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I absolutely. think that's kind of the best, 
the best atmosphere you can have in footballs. Obviously you want talent and people that can connect here and there, but to have a, a core like that grow so long and like learn together, I think that's going to be our biggest piece down the line. Yeah. And I think that the fact that, you know, it's a, a guy in his second year who only played four games last year, you're getting a, the expectations are really low. Not for Jalen Hurts, but I think for the team as a whole, the expectations are really, really low. Meaning that he doesn't have a lot of pressure? I don't even know if I'm talking about pressure. I just mean us as fans, we're not expecting as much out of the season. So anything positive will be a pleasant surprise. As opposed to a $120 million guy just crapping the bed. Yeah. Real quick before we wrap up Jess just obviously I know you're going to say Eagles win the division what team in the NL East or sorry sorry you got baseball <laughs> on the brain <laughs> what team in the NFC East do you fear most going into this season I I think I there's I I fear different things of each yeah because for me I think that the the scariest team is always the one that won the division the year before. So I think that the, the, the defense on the Washington football team scares me. However, their offense doesn't even remotely. And the offenses of the other two, I, we talked about how concerned I am about the Eagles defense. The, I mean, (laughs) Saquon running at that defense, just, I don't want to say scares me, but I'm just like, ah, jeez. And then same thing with the with the receiver. I mean, the right, receivers yeah. of Dallas. I think that the you know, in terms of matchup, I would have to say probably the Cowboys, just based on my concerns for the Eagles. But I don't. None of them. I'm like you know, shaking in my boots. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I agree in the fact that I think it's wide open for anybody to just come out and exceed expectations just a little bit and take over. But um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat though. I don't think there's particularly one that scares me the most. Like I already said, like I, it makes me nervous about if Dak's healthy and he has that wide receiving core, but then also their defense, it sucks besides Micah Parsons. I mean, Parsons is an animal, obviously it was a great pick, but um. So I think that, and then maybe Washington, because if anything, it's defense is what wins championships, you know? So I think that, and if their offensive line stays healthy, that's what really picked them up at the end of the last season. So we'll see. I think maybe, I don't know, like, I guess on paper, like breaking it down like that, I would have to say Washington football team, but in my heart and mind, like off the top of my head, like it doesn't feel right. I don't feel afraid of them. Maybe it's just because they haven't been good so long. Who is their starting quarterback? Is Ryan Patrick their starting quarterback? I think it is, but I don't know if they've like set in stone. I guess I'm assuming. I don't even know who else is there. (laughs) Like other than Ryan Fitzpatrick, I could not tell you. That's how, like that's pretty much sums up the Washington football team for me. That's a great coach. Ron Hare is a great coach. Their defense is just, I mean, it's frightening. Yeah. Who is their offense? Who plays for them on offense? I do think, though, like I said, though, I think it's easiest to 
exceed expectations on offense and to bring pieces in that will sure. make big impacts on offense. So I think maybe they have the best shot. We'll just end it there until we really look into it and do a, a full season preview before the opening night. Yeah. Next week we'll do uh we'll do a full season preview, win loss, break it all down and see, see what we think. And then we'll revisit it later in the year and see how smart or not smart we are. Who knows? We always look so dumb by the end of the year. Always. But I, every, every single- Eagles. Yeah, every single reporter, every single national media, nobody knows what's going to happen. Oh, it's always such a mess. It's always such a mess. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll close it up there. Thank (laughs) you for listening to the start of season three of Babes on Broad, episode 63. Thank you, as always, to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Um, As Sam said earlier, make sure you're following socials for everybody on uh, Bleeding Green Nation for Eagles preseason updates. Subscribe to BGN Radio on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Make sure to leave a five-star rating, a written review, all that good stuff, and we will talk to you next week.